Hey moms, Brie here. Question, have you ever found yourself at a loss for words when it comes to helping your athlete daughter? Specifically, before a game when she's feeling super nervous and you just want her to be confident or in that car ride home when she's being hard on herself and you just want her to also see the good things she did out there. Now, if you have, you're not alone. It's so hard to know what to say to get her out of her head and start believing in herself. That's why I'm excited to share about our four-day What to Say Challenge happening this month. This challenge is specifically designed for moms of girl athletes to help you know what to say to build her confidence without making things worse or causing her to shut down. Even if you're often met with things like, you have to say that, you're my mom. Over the four days, we'll be together for short trainings to give you strategies and scripts so you'll never be stuck wondering what to say again. The challenge is happening May 14th through 17th, and registration is open now for early bird pricing. So you get 60% off the challenge, and you can hop in for just $19. Head to sportsmom.fyi forward slash challenge to register. That's also linked in the show notes. We kick off on Monday, May 13th with our pre-party, and I hope to see you there. Recruiting starts really early. Sometimes people wait until like their senior year and it, it could be too late by then. So I would say, and this may sound really young, but seventh grade, okay, seventh or eighth grade, because the reason I say seventh or eighth grade is trust me, coaches are still paying attention yeah. then. And like, for example, like for some sports, like girls soccer, like women's soccer in college, the college coach can contact your athlete, I think June 15th after their sophomore year. Yeah. So if you start reaching out to college coaches and start, you know, like the recruiting process in seventh or eighth grade, you're well on their radar. Like they already know who you are instead of waiting until, you know, sophomore year when they kind of have to like get to know you. They're not, maybe not as familiar with you. Hey there, we're Christina and Brianne. And one of our greatest passions is enabling female athletes to uncover their greatness, allowing them to break free from their limitations and achieve their biggest dreams. As expert coaches and confidence and mindset educators, we created the Elite Competitor to enable moms and coaches to build lifelong confidence, resilience, and elite performance. Think of this as your weekly dose of inspiration, where you'll feel enabled with proven strategies, real-life stories, and transformative lessons. Welcome to the Elite Competitor Podcast. All right, moms, we have a special episode for you today all around the topic of recruiting and what the first steps should be in the recruiting process. I know so many athletes in our community that want to play their sport in college. And I also know that so many of their moms are thinking, I don't even know where to start in this process. It's confusing. There's so many colleges, so many coaches, and it can just be overwhelming. And that's exactly why we brought in Tanya Sims, who is a former Division I college and professional athlete who helps parents get their children recruited by college coaches. Tanya is the founder of Upper Level Sports Academy, and she actually works with our dream team athletes, our small group coaching program, to help them get recruited. Tanya is so knowledgeable in this area. She is a wealth of information for athletes, but also for parents on what those first steps should be and how to connect with college coaches so that athletes get seen and recruited. So in this episode specifically, we talk about the top three tips for parents who are just starting out on the recruiting journey. And if your athlete has eyes on competing at the next level, and maybe she's not just starting out, make sure she has done or is doing these three things. Also, we talked about when athletes should start the recruiting process. We chatted about the first and most important step in this journey that all athletes and parents need to do. 
We also chatted about like, what's the deal with recruiting platforms? Should we be paying for them or not? Should athletes have profiles on these recruiting platforms or not? Tanya dives into that. We also talked about how important film is and what should be included in it. And finally, Tanya gave a lot of resources at the end of this interview to parents on how they can continue to set their athlete up for success on this recruiting journey. So I hope this episode is incredibly helpful. I'm so grateful to have Tanya in our small group coaching program, but also that she can come on our podcast and provide information and knowledge for all of you who are trying to help your daughters get to that next level. So enjoy and remember that your daughter's mental game is her biggest competitive advantage. Hey, Tanya, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's really good to be here. Yeah. So Tanya has been working with our dream team athletes, helping them with the recruiting side of the game. And I'll let, I'll let her introduce herself, but it's been really great to have her working with these dream team athletes, helping them in their goals to play in college. So Tanya, can you Introduce yourself, give us a little background on who you are and what you do. Sure. So hi, everyone. My name is uh, Tanya Sims. I am the founder of Upper Level Sports Academy. So we are a sports consultancy and we help guide parents who have kids who play sports through the college athletic recruiting journey. I'm a former division one student athlete. Notice I say student first, right? Because we are, you know, academics first, then athletics so student athlete, and I also play professional sports. And I just love helping like this community of parents and athletes. I love seeing people reach their goals, live out their passion, live out their dreams. Yeah. And there's so many benefits to being a student athlete in college as well. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So you have so much experience, both from like the playing side, you've been on the journey and now you are using your experience to help other athletes because in parents, I mean, this is a an, a, a hard journey, I feel like, especially for parents and athletes who are just getting started. Like their daughters are saying, I want to play in college, but I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. So let's get into that piece of it for parents and athletes who are just starting this journey, or maybe they just have like a idea that their daughter wants to play in college. What are your top three tips? We'll just go there. Top three things that they need to be working on or be aware of. Sure. Uh, I love this question. Uh, I get this question a lot. Uh, And I would say like the first thing is to determine, like you have to kind of like determine where your child would best fit at in terms of like, you know, academic potential and athletic potential, like which level of college sports. I mean, that could be, I know everybody kind of aims for like the NCAA division one, right? That's like the most prestigious. It gets the most hype, the most coverage, But there are other um, associations out there like NAIA, junior college, things like that. So I would say that's like the first thing is determine the best fit. And also in doing so, like the way that you can determine the best fit for which level that your child is best at is um, get like an assessment from a coach. Like it could be like a high school coach, someone that has coached your daughter before, or it could be from like, I don't know, like either their, you know, their end season coach, their AAU coach. I've even heard of some parents using like an opposing coach to get that assessment. And if you don't have a coach that can do an assessment, what you can do, what I recommend doing is look through some of the rosters, right? The college rosters at the different levels, NCAA, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, NAIA, Junior College. And what they can do is kind of like size themselves up like to the competition, like to see, I don't know, like, you know, are they as tall? Are their times as good as, as, you know, as theirs in high school? So that's tip number one, determine the best fit. Tip number two, 
I would say is academics. And I'm sure everybody in your program, like they're a really good student. The reason I mentioned academics is because I've seen this a few times where an athlete, you know, would come to me, like their parents would come to me and they maybe had like a 4.0 GPA, but unfortunately they are not eligible to play college sports because they didn't take the required core courses that the NCAA, you know, you have to take these core courses. I think there's like 16, 16 core courses that they have to take. So that is, I mean, that would be devastating. I mean, I can't even imagine if, you know, I was doing so well in school and I wasn't eligible to play sports in college because I didn't take the core courses. Yeah. So I always recommend for parents to like sit down with their child's academic, what is it like academic or guidance counselor in high school? Uh and make a plan. I would do that like freshman year or even, you know, if they're in eighth grade, if they know what high school they're going to, you know, start sitting down with their their guidance counselor in high that of of the high school that that they're going to and sit down and make a plan to make sure that you're on track to take your core courses. Of course, taking the ACT or the SAT as well. That's step number two, the academics. And then the last tip I have is what's that saying? It's like if they build it they will come. Oh, you know, yeah. that movie, The Field of Dreams. Yes. The, the baseball movie. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always tell people, I love that saying, but it, it doesn't really apply to like college athletic recruiting because, you know, they like, you have to go to college coaches most time, like 99% of the time an athlete recruit would ha- will have to go to college coaches to get on their radar. And you have to build that relationship, right? And relationships take time to build. And that's what recruiting is all about really is, Building relationships uh, with the college coaches is kind of like sales. I think of it like sales, like the whole recruiting process is like sales to me, like, because like, just think about like, if you were to go into your favorite store and like a salesperson comes up to you and they ask you to buy something right away, most likely you're probably not going to buy it and you'll maybe just walk out of the store. (laughs) So, but you know, it's just really building that relationship, getting to know the coaches, them getting to know you. Uh, over time. And then um, hopefully they can offer you, you know, offer your, your, your dog, your child a spot on the roster eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are great tips. So first of all, best fit. And I love that you mentioned, like, let's get real about this. What really is a best fit? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, it's good to have those big goals. And there's a lot of girls in our, in the elite competitor program that are like, I want to play division one, or I want to play at Stanford. And I never want to like, take away that goal. No, but let's make sure that that's a a goal that would make sense. So yeah, getting that assessment academics, of course, and then building those relationships on that. I love that you mentioned that because I talk to parents all the time that are like, well, I want her to play for, should she play for this club? Because Mm -hmm. she, it's like a more competitive club. So maybe she'll get more noticed Mm -hmm. versus like this other club. That's not as competitive. She won't get noticed. And I always go back to you and like the conversations you've had with the girls in the dream team and like how you need to, the athletes need to be proactive about like reaching out to coaches. So is there something, something to that as far as like getting noticed on different clubs or like, is this more of something that athletes just need to take into their own hands a little bit more? That's a great question. Uh, let me give you an example. So, I mean, many years ago when I was playing sports, uh, I played basketball and I played on one of the the best like AAU teams in my state in Wisconsin. And the organizer of the AAU association for the state of Wisconsin for girls basketball had so many connections with college coaches. So I do think sometimes like 
it does depend on which club or which organization that you play on. Definitely one thing to ask or find out is if, you know, do the coaches or does the director of the club, you know, do they have these strong relationships with, with the coaches? Because that can make a huge, huge difference. Mm, yeah, that is good to look into. Or like some organizations provide a little... I don't know, some help, like they can, they'll reach out to coaches and uh, college coaches and, and advocate a little bit for them. So, yeah. And I always encourage that too. That's a great way, especially because, you know, with the, especially with the NCAA division one and two, like there's a lot of like recruiting rules. So there's certain time of the year and there's also certain age groups that the college coaches can reach out to. So even if like they can't reach out to your daughter, there's trust me, they're still paying attention. They're still recruiting. And what you can do is, you know, have, you know, your, your child's coach make calls on your behalf to college coaches. Yeah. Oh, it's such a good point. And I love when you, you tell the girls and dream team like that too. It's like, if a coach isn't responding to you, it could be because it's outside of their time where they can contact you. And you know, you tell them like what they can be doing in that time. And yeah, that's so great. Okay. Now if athletes want to play their sport in college and they're just getting started, when should they start this process? What's like a timeline? Um, I would would say yesterday. (laughs) And the reason I I say this because recruiting starts really early and I, I don't think maybe, I think sometimes maybe people wait until like their senior year and it, sometimes it, it could be too late by then. So I would say, and this may sound really young, but seventh grade, okay, seventh or eighth grade, because the reason I say seventh or eighth grade is trust me, coaches are still paying attention yeah. then. And like, for example, like for some sports, like girls soccer, like women's soccer in college, the college coach can contact your, your athlete, I think June 15th after their sophomore year. Yeah. So if you start reaching out to college coaches and start, you know, like the recruiting process in seventh or eighth grade, you're well on their radar. Like they already know who you are instead of waiting until, you know, sophomore year when they kind of have to like get to know you, they're not, maybe not as familiar with you. Yeah. So yeah, I always suggest like seventh or eighth grade. And it's very interesting because I was having a conversation with a a division one men's basketball head coach. It's a men's basketball coach. This was uh, like about a year ago. And he said that they actually recruit players like, well, not officially, but like in fourth and fifth grade. And then the reason, yeah, I know that's so young, right? Yeah. But the reason why they do that uh, or how they do that is because of like their camps, right? Mm-hmm. Like the camps. And this is another great way to get recruited is to go to a camp at a college, you know, UCLA softball, or I don't know, you know, any, any college go to one of their camps and yeah. coaches are, pay, are definitely paying attention uh, to those athletes at the camp, regardless of what grade they're in. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, such a great tip. Like go to a camp of at the college that you want to attend uh, and play. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So you're saying the earlier, the better. What's the, what's the first step in this journey? What's the, what's the number, like, what should they do? I would say the first thing is kind of going back to the the tips that we talked about earlier, but the first thing would be to like determine what level like they want to play at and that they're best, uh, the best fit for. I would honestly start there. And then once they have a better idea of like, you know, what level that they could compete at, excuse me, I would start making a list of colleges, making a list of colleges. And the way I would do that is 
well, depending on where they want to go to school, right? Some girls or kids want to go across country away from their parents. Some want to stay close to their parents. I would do it like kind of like geographically. So just because, you know, unfortunately, and some sports, they don't have as big of like recruiting budgets like the colleges. So they can't really recruit cross country and things like that. So they recruit like within the geographical area. So yeah. make that list of colleges uh, and then start targeting those colleges, right? With, you know, sending emails to the college coaches, filling out the recruiting online recruiting forms, which are forms online that you can find by just a simple Google search. And they have them for each program, like women's soccer, women's volleyball, women's basketball. You can fill them out. There's like three parts. The first part is usually a, like a, you know, like a personal information, like, you know, your child's name, you know, parent's name, address, phone number, email. The second part is usually academics. So they want to know like their GPA. They want to know if they took the ACT or SAT score. They would like to know like what their intended major is. And the third section is usually like the athletic part where they ask for like stats and height and your high school coach's information. I know it's kind of a long, long answer to the question, but I would definitely say like the yeah. first step, determine skill level. Then from there, once you know, you can start making a list of colleges, you know, within that level and then uh, start targeting them with, you know, emailing campaign, filling out the recruiting questionnaires, uh, you know, social media, Twitter campaigns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's great. And I love that you, you have a framework for all of that as well. And you gave our athletes like sample emails to write and a framework on how they can write an email that gets opened and all that. So yeah, so good. And so practical too. So what about like recruiting platforms? Should parents be paying for these or like profiles and things like that for their athletes? Yeah, this is something that I, I get asked a lot about too, uh, because there are, I mean, I'm seeing even more now of these recruiting platforms online. I have very like mixed emotions about them. I think that, you know, if you, if your daughter wants to go D1 or if she's a D1 talent, you're not going to need a recruiting service because I would, I would probably guess that there's hardly any D1 coaches that are using recruiting, you know, recruiting services because they don't really have to, they have the recruiting budget from the university, they can go out and get any player they want to. Even D2 schools, I, I don't, I mean, there may be some, but not as many D2. I would say like maybe use a recruiting service. Like if you, if your child wants to go like D3 or JUCO, uh, oh, sorry, JUCO is like junior college level. But for the most part, college coaches want you, want your daughter, like your child to reach out to them. And that's with, you know, email, phone call, Twitter, social media. I always recommend the athlete having like a Gmail uh, email address when they're sending emails to college coaches, like have a dedicated email just for recruiting for numerous reasons. But with Gmail, email, Gmail, you can use different tracking, email tracking tools to see like if a college coach is opening up the email, if they're clicking on the links. So I think it's just best to do the work yourself. Another tip about recruiting services is that if you like, if your if your daughter or athlete sends an email like inside of the recruiting service platform, it gets sent from that service. So, for example, if it's like ABC Recruiting Service Company, and your child, you know, sends that email to a college coach from within that platform, it'll have you know email like name at ABC Recruiting Service. Mm-hmm you know, company. And a lot of college coaches don't really 
open those emails, to be honest with you. I've had conversations with coaches about this and a lot of them don't really don't, they don't favor recruiting services, but, but if you want to use one, I would definitely recommend doing a lot of research, you know, checking the better business bureau for any scams out there, seeing what other people are saying, get feedback. Okay. Yeah. That's good advice. So I know some of them are like really expensive, like very, very expensive. And I don't know, I've heard kind of horror stories in these, not maybe not horror stories, but just like kind of seems like scammy a little bit, like in some of these groups where they're like, yeah, now they won't stop calling me or yes. Like that. So yeah, that's a great point. And it's a lot of the, the recruiting service companies, they are, sell, they're like salespeople, mm-hmm. right? Like they, they're very heavily, heavily, heavy and very aggressive on the sales end. Like they may say, oh, well, you know, we'll give you like a coach or a swimming coach or a volleyball coach that, I mean, they, and who may have, they may have played, you know, college sports down the line somewhere, but they're also very heavily trained in sales. So they will keep hounding you, hounding you. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Let's talk a little bit about film. How important is it? Is this something that athletes need to be getting and sending? Yes. What's the saying? I think it's like content is king or, you know, video is king. Right. And I think now more than ever, because I I think, I mean, hoping we're, you know, getting out of the pandemic, but I feel like during the pandemic, we kind of hit this new, it's like a new era, era in recruiting where a lot is done by video, you know, so it's very important to, you know, have a highlight reel, to have video, a competition video, because that may be the first thing a college coach sees, right? If, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on, you know, your Twitter profile, whether it's on Huddle or Vimeo or whatever uh, other video hosting platform. So yeah, it all starts with like a highlight reel, honestly, because they want to see like a little snapshot of how your daughter competes. And then they'll probably follow up and ask, you know, if they're interested, they'll follow up and ask for like, I don't know, if you play girls basketball, you know, they might want to see, oh, you know, can I have a whole game now? Or can I have like maybe just half a game? So yeah, video is a very, very, very important. Also to keep in mind that if a college coach like is interested, right? If they see the video, they're interested. They, I mean, always like when you send an email, always like invite them to your games, like send us, you know, like a schedule of your games. But most times a college coach will actually, they would rather see you play in a tournament than at a, at a, like a, in season game because at a tournament or like an ID camp or, you know, something like that, usually those have other like players that they may want to see. So it's kind of like they're, you know, like they're, what's the saying, killing two birds in one stone, you know, like they are able to see a lot of different, different players at the same time, rather than like watching like a, you know, an end season game where they might only want to see like one or two players. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about that. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Good tip on ID camps. You just made me think of that. Like, are those beneficial to go to, or can you explain what an ID camp is in the first place? Yeah. I know they're really popular in like soccer and sometimes in softball too. It's just like Mm -hmm. a, it's a camp. It's like kind of like a showcase, Yeah, you know, camp. And sometimes, you know, a lot of college coaches from different colleges will come to the camp and watch people like players compete. I would say, uh, what was the other Sorry, I forgot. What was the other part, second part to your question or the first? Um, 
yeah, like what are ID camps and should athletes be looking at making sure that they're going to them? Oh, they want to be. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would say yeah, ID camps really good. I mean, you know, there's so many people now that are, that have camps. So I would just be, be aware of, you know, like the cost and make sure that it's like a reputable camp, but it's definitely a great way to get your name out there. And one thing that you can do is, you know, if your daughter is competing in an ID camp, try to get a list of all the colleges and coaches that are going to be at the camp ahead of time and Mm -hmm. send them an email, like send them an email, let them know that you're going to be at the camp and, you know, like what's your Jersey number, Mm. Um, you know, do you wear pink cleats or something, something to make that if you stand out, you know, let them know so they can know like who you are and like what, which field or which gym that you'll be competing, competing on. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You're in the camp. Yeah, yeah. So, so many good tips. And I'm excited because Tanya is coming into our sports moms inner circle next month. And she's going to be answering a lot more Q and a for moms of athletes who are going through our program. So I'm excited about that. Before we wrap up, can you just let us know if you have any resources you want to share with our community and how they can find you? Yeah. So you can go to my website at just www.upperlevelsportsacademy.com. And if you go to that website, you'll see where you can join our Facebook group. Um, It's a free group, complimentary group. It's called the College Recruiting Secrets for Parents of Athletes. And then you can also grab on my website, you can grab, I have a three freebies. One is the College Recruiting Secrets Cheat List, where I give you like nine secrets of the college recruiting process. The perfect email guide, which is a guide that walks you through, like walks you and your daughter through like step-by-step what you need to write in an email to a college coach and the Twitter recruiting checklist, which is, you know, it'll help you get, you help your daughter get started on Twitter. If you're not used to it, if you're not, you don't know how to navigate it, Uh, but Twitter is a great tool for like recruiting and reaching college coaches as well. Cool. Wow. That's a lot of stuff. So definitely check out Tanya's website. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Thank you, Tanya. There's, I mean, tons of great information in here, especially for parents who are just getting started on this journey. And you have been such a tremendous resource for our athletes in the dream team. So thank you. Thank you for all of your knowledge and all your help. Thank you for having me. All right. Remember moms, your daughter's mental game is her biggest competitive advantage. I hope you enjoyed that episode, moms. Quick reminder that registration is open for our What to Say Challenge happening May 14th through 17th. Head over to register so you can join us to learn proven strategies and game-changing scripts you'll keep in your back pocket for those pre- and post-game pep talks. The challenge is just $19 during our earlier pricing happening right now. So head to sportsmom.fyi forward slash challenge. That's also linked in the show notes, and I will see you there.